Welcome to the Becoming One podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Pastor Sean Wilson. Hey, good morning. I hope everybody's doing okay today. You know what time it is? It is time to share some wisdom. Hey, man, I want to share something with you today that I think is very important for the body of Christ, for the church. Why? Because the word says so. All right, we're going to look at something today is a title of God's order. What is his order for the church? What is his order for? What is God's priorities, biblical priorities for us in our lives today as we navigate through things? Some people get confused. I go to churches sometimes and I talk to I I, I talk to other believers and some some believers are like they place their they place the church over their family. They don't they don't quite know how things are supposed to be organized and how um, God comes first. And, you know, then is my then is the church. And because that's concluded with the, today, I want to kind of alleviate some of the confusion. I want to show you biblically what is the order of God? Yes. What is the order of God? First of all, I'm going to do this um, quickly. I'm going to give you four different things here, four different um, aspects to this order. The first one is God is number one. God has to be number one. Luke chapter 14, verse 26 says this. If any one comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters. Yes, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. So to be a disciple of Christ, you must have a priority because that word hate in that text is a Greek word, maseo, which means love less, which in my eyes and in my opinion of the scripture, means a priority of order so to love less doesn't mean not to love at all he's saying that we need to place God before all of those if we want to be his disciple I want you to understand something being his disciple means to follow his word so he's not nece- he's not necessarily telling us to neglect our family, our father, our mother, our wives, our children, our brothers, our sisters. No, he's not telling us to do that. He's telling us at this point, he's kind of communicating to us that there is an order. First and foremost, if we love God, then we'll we'll love we'll love his word and we'll follow what his word says. You got to understand this. Understand this. God is calling us to take care of our our family. Let's look at something here in first Timothy five and eight. And this is the point. Number two is your family. So first you got God, then you have your family. This is the order and the structure that, that we should adhere to or consider in our lives. So the second one is family. Family goes second. And this is, this is what we're supposed to be doing as believers. First Timothy five and eight, it says, if anyone does not provide for his own and especially his own household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So as far as providing for your family, we're talking about work. We're talking about food. We're talking about the things that we, sh- we should be um, giving to our family. Um, these You're worse than an infidel if you don't take care of your family with the resources that they may need. What does it say worse than an infidel? What does that mean? That means that even unbelievers take care of their family. Even much more we should as well as believers because that's the call. That's the natural call for us. I mean, if you, if you think about it, 
um, even with human nature, animals take care of their own. We should even, and with our intellect and being created in the image of God, then we take care of our own, just as God takes care of his own. Amen. He takes care of his own. All right, let's go ahead. The next one I said is your job. It's your job. Your family was there, but you need to have those resources to be able to do this. And I'm, I'm going to say, you don't never place your job before your family. And, and as we go through these, you'll really understand what I'm, what I'm communicating this morning. So the job. Why is the job important? Why is the job above church work? We're going to show, I'm going to show you this. So first of all, we're called to as believers to contribute in Ephesians 4 and 28. It says the one who steals must no longer steal, but rather he must labor producing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with those in need. We're called to contribute to not only to the body of Christ and fulfilling those needs, but, but there may be times where we're called to, to help out those that may be in need outside of the body. That's, that's the poor, the poor of this world. And what, what does that mean? When we, when we give to the poor, we what? We lend to God. We have to have something to give. So he's calling us to have a job, to work, to be a contributor. Don't just be a taker. Amen. There's another scripture that talks about that. It says that if we don't work, we don't eat. Amen. And, and let's look at 2 Timothy. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10. It says, for even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. Paul lived an example and on how we should pay for the things that we receive. So he's he's encouraging people, even though he had the right to receive things. He said by his life, he was leaving living an example before them of how they should conduct themselves to pay for the things that they need and not seek to take things without without purchasing them. Amen. So now we see that it's important for us to have a job. So we already know that God comes first. Then ours our family. We got to take care of our family. I'm going to show you something else that's going to be tied to the family as well. Um, and it's pertaining to the church. So we see that the job is important. The next one is the work of the church. The work of the assembly of the saints It's when we come together and we become one. Right. And we start doing the work of God. So when we see this. This work of God. I want us to look at one thing in First Timothy chapter three, verse four through five. It says this: An overseer must manage his own household well and keep his children under control with complete dignity. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how can he care for the church of God? Man, why is that? And so, you know, I heard so many people that want to go out here. They want to go. They want to go to the nations. They want to go and preach all over the world. But they don't they don't take care of their own family. Like their home is in disarray. And we see here, this is a, there's an order. You can be gifted, but be unqualified. Don't, it's not about being gifted. God gives every believer a gift, but then there's a qualification. 
That's why it's called the qualification of an overseer or elder in a ministry. Right. It's because they 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 start to practice the word of God in their lives and they're leading a life that is that exemplifies what the word of God says. And this is I think we really have to get this in order. First is God. Then it's our family. Then it's our job. Then it's the, the work of the church. If you're an elder, you see in that text, it says, first of all, you got to take care of your family. I already explained to you about the family taking care of the family. That was not only your physical presence, but also the resources. So that's why job is first is before that. And then it's also in here. It says that you take care of them in your own household, raising your own children. If you're not taking care of your own home household, how can you take care of the household of God? So a prerequisite to being considered as a qualified elder or overseer is to take care of your own household. Ministry starts in the home. Ministry starts in the home. And we have to, in the body of Christ, we have to change the way that we're thinking about this because it does not start out in the world. You can do so much. You, We have to really take our time and really understand what is God calling us to do? If we see this in his word about us taking care of one another, and I, I didn't mention the one in, in Galatians that says that, you know, we're, we're, we should be taking care of those, especially in the household of faith. We, we have this plenty of scriptures about taking care of the widows. The widows was the widows that they was referring to was in the church. When we see in the book of Acts, chapter six, when they was looking for those um, those first what we call servants, ministers or deacons in the church, there was a requirement that had to be full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Wisdom. They had to be full of faith. They had to have a good reputation. That means a good reputation. That means that they're living according to the word of God and everyone sees their example. And that's why the seven was chosen, which one we always, everyone knows about is Stephen. Um, but when we look at this, we must understand that that's the, the first and foremost. The first and foremost ministry, it starts at home. And I'm, I'm going to say this. It starts with us. Ministry starts with us. First, we start to discipline ourselves and we start to exercise our, our wisdom in our own household. And then guess what? Then we can start to look at outside the household. This is this is one of the reasons we see so many issues with um, children who are what we call them PKs, pastor kids or um, some people use that term where they, the kids, it seemed like the kids of the pastors are worse than other children. That's because some, some have neglected their first ministry and that's at home. We have to spend time with our family. And if we're spending time with God, then we will know that's what he wants us to do. He even tells us in the Old Testament, we're supposed to train up our children. We're supposed to we're supposed to read the scriptures with them, walking with them, talking with them. We're supposed to spend time with them. My children, um, I talk to them every day. I don't talk to them just on Sunday. We we communicate daily. Amen. Probably more than they want to communicate. Amen. But the, the bottom line is, is that's our responsibility, especially if you're a minister. Don't neglect your family. Don't neglect your first your first love, your your home. 
we know that that God is our first love, but he has given us a family. The children have been seen as a gift from above. So I wanted to share that with you today because I think it's very important that we should not get distracted from what God is calling us to do. This is in his word. This is in his word. I'm going to share this one last verse with you. And this is going to prove something to you. Matthew chapter 15, verses one through six. And it says this. Then some of the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, listen to this. Why do you yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of his father and his mother is to be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father and his mother, whatever I have that would help you has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this, you invalidate the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Don't allow tradition to have you move out of line with what the word of God says. Remember that taking care of your family comes first. If you love God, then you'll follow what his word is. His word says, you notice that Jesus says that they transgress. They transgress the commandment of God because they did not love their mother and their father because they want to hold to their tradition. Hmm. They brought up tradition and then God showed them tradition. So God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day. And remember, let's become one. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember, to pursue peace in a divided world, we, the church, must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.